Welcome to Island Ghost Radio. I'm Mike Taylor. I'm Diane Castell. And I'm Erica Popino. Yes, Island Ghost Radio is the show all about the paranormal, but specifically ghosts. And ghost lovers. And ghost lovers. Wait, ghosts wait, can be lovers? Wait a minute. This, I heard they can be. All right, well, this is not a Harlequin romance <laughs> for ghosts here. What exactly is a well, ghost there could be lover? Some, there could be some people, some lonely people out there that have a ghost lover. I want one. That begs the question, if you're a ghost writer, are you a ghost lover too? <laughs> Could be. <laughs> if you're uh, a ghost lover, are you a ghost writer? <laughs> <laughs> Erica, who is our guest tonight? Tonight we have Reverend Al Sharpton. No, no, no I'm just kidding. <laughs> tonight we have... <laughs> that would be interesting though. Reverend Steve Wilson. Uh, maybe one day we'll get Reverend Al Sharpton on. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yes, Steve Wilson will be coming up, but first... First. First. We want to talk about our poll that you can go vote in right now on our website, islandghostradio.com. And the poll question is... Tell us, Mike. What do you believe ghosts are? What do you believe ghosts are? And it's a multiple choice. I think it's just guess. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's not one of the answers, though. Oh, okay. So go vote. And we will be revealing the results of that poll on our next show, which is two weeks from now, our live show at Katie's Bar in Smithtown. The haunted Katie's Bar. Yes. And we're going to bring uh, Thelma and Noah on in a few minutes to talk about that. From LIPRI. Yes. And they will be joining us in a minute or two. But people have been leaving us voicemails. Uh, we're a little short on time. I'm just going to play one of them right now. Now, now. Hi, this is Jamie with Shreveport Paranormal Investigations. Sitting here bored, thought I'd call in. So you guys rock. We're having a meeting on uh, October 19th at Broadmoor Branch of Shreveport Library. And I'd like to say anybody from Shreveport that wants to come out, they're more than welcome to come see us. It will be from the Shreveport, Broadmoor Branch of the Shreveport Library, October 19th from 11 o'clock till 2 o'clock. Thank you. And once again, Alan Ghost Radio, you guys rock. Thanks, Jamie. We rock. I wish he'd call us when he wasn't bored. Wait, where is Shreveport again? Louisiana. Louisiana, that's what I thought. He said we rock, though. Yes, he did. He didn't say I love you, though, Mike. I know. I think, uh, hold on, I have music for rocking. No love, but here we go. (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) Rock! Rock, rock! Ugh! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Here I am! Oh my god! This Rock might... you like a hurricane! This might explain why he didn't do this <laughs> as a career. Here I am! <laughs> Rock you like a hurricane! Rock you like a hurricane! <laughs> oh. Holy crap, Ola. The music stopped. <sighs> Sorry, folks. Uh, I had to reach down and squeeze a little for that high note. <laughs> you were squeezing a little? Are you constipated? You can't see. I'm under the table. But anyway. <laughs> All right. Enough silliness from me. Let's go to Thelma and Noah Ankney from LIPRI. Thelma and Noah, you there? Hey, guys. What's up? Hey, hey how are you? Hello. So, we have an event coming up October 24th at Katie's Bar in Smithtown. The haunted, famously haunted Katie's Bar. Yes. That's right. It's the 
uh, hopefully, maybe, depending on the uh, outcome, it could be an annual thing. It's the yeah. party 2009 at Katie's Bar of Smithtown. Yeah, I know a lot of people are very interested in this. They want to come down. And we're going to be doing a live show there, and you guys are going to be co-hosting with us. That's right. And we're going to have Brian on, the the owner of the bar, and we're going to talk about his experiences. We're going to play some EVPs that uh, have been captured at Katie's. And we've got some great uh, raffle prizes that we're giving away. That's right. We have a lot of really great things, um, aside from the goodie bags. Yes. Um that you guys are putting together, which I can't wait to see. Yeah, first hundred, first hundred guests get a a sugar rush. Yeah. <laughs> well, they get no, more I than that. I have enough candy for um, more than a hundred people. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Well, we got some extra for ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, there's a few things in the bags beside candy, and we have some uh, some surprises in some of the bags. Little yeah. flavors and in tchotchkes and stuff. Awesome. It's going to be a fun, fun time. And um, we encourage, if you're on the island, if you're in the tri-state area, come on down. It starts at 4 p.m. You can go to islandghostradio.com, click on the events section, and there'll be a banner there, and you can learn more. And if you live far away, you could sleep over Mike and Diane's house. (laughs) Yeah, our shoebox. And if you fly in... You can have sex with Erica at her. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Erica, you slut. Uh, Shouldn't we raffle that off? <laughs> no. A date with a paranormal investigator. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like no. more of a date, more than a date to we can me. Raffle off Tara. I'm not being raffled off. <laughs> She's younger and cuter than I am. Oh. So what else we got for this party? We have some really great uh, gift baskets that we will be raffling off. Um, we have a couple of different themes. We have a um, paranormal state basket. We have a uh, ghost hunter's basket. We have um, a metaphysical one that has, like, um, tarot cards and uh, uh, free tarot readings by our very own Angelo. Um, it also has, like, oils and candles. Um, there's I also want that a basket one. <laughs> for beginner ghost hunters, so it's got a lot of like fun stuff in there. We have, being that it's um, around Halloween time, we're doing a horror movie basket with all kinds of uh, really great horror movies and popcorn and all kinds of fun little things. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. Um, but aside from those baskets, we are um, also raffling off spots for um, an investigation. We're raffling off two spots on one of our investigations. So we're hoping to get some uh, enthusiastic people to uh, to win that, to uh, come uh, along on our investigation. Awesome. We're also raffling off a night for two at the Haunted Shanley Hotel in Napanock, right. New York. Yeah, that's right. that's not an investigation unless you choose to investigate, but you get to stay there. For free. Sleep and in a haunted point place. Of this, um, this party, aside from networking, we're also uh, raising money to restore the beautiful... Historic uh, family hotel. Yeah, that's right. State, you know, whoever wins that, you know, we'll get to see just how amazing that place is. Absolutely. Absolutely, and we've got T-shirts too. That's right. Um, and if you come down, we have psychics available for readings downstairs. And somebody's going to win free psychic reading, right, or two? Yes, uh, we're going to be raffling off uh, two psychic readings. I don't know if we're raffling them off together, but uh, okay, we're going to raffle two of them. Yep, and there'll be other giveaways, surprise um, giveaways. Yeah, don't forget, we're also doing the auctions. 
Um, yes. We, we're going to be doing the um, autographed Paranormal State shirts, um, the ghost autographed, um, is it the Ghost Hunter shirt? Yes. Yes. We're, we're going to be doing that. And uh, Brian actually has a couple other things he wants to throw in there. So, you know, a bunch of little surprises as well. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. And between now and October 24th, this event can unfold in different ways so we encourage you to check the website islandghostradio.com check the event section because if the, anything is new we'll add it up there it's also actually on our page too if you go to um, lipri.org under our events page the banner is there as well terrific great, so great. Everyone, um, you know wanting information can go to that too and it takes you right to the uh, the, um, the actual uh, you know nice page that mike made up me <laughs> little old me. That's right. It looks uh, awesome. Thank you. Thank I, you. I actually just heard Noah there for a second. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he drops the um and. <laughs> we should mention. We should mention to the listeners. Noah is under the weather. Yeah, that's to say the least. Uh, we'll feel better, Noah. Uh, yeah. So Saturday, October twenty fourth, four p.m. till. Four p.m. Whenever. whenever. Till whenever. It's a party. It's a party. Could go on all night. Could never right, end. And don't forget, it is um, it's ten dollars to get in, but again, the proceeds are going to the restoration of the Shanley Hotel. Mm-hmm. Yes, and we should also mention there's going to be food served there. That's right. Yes, nibbles. You'll have something to eat. Nibbles. Lots of fun finger food. Niblets. Uh, to offset right. the alcohol and the candy. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Diane and the candy. <laughs> you have no idea how much candy we have. Uh, uh, <laughs> and we we should mention 21 and over. That's, That's right. right. No exceptions. Yes. Absolutely no exceptions. It is a bar. Um, even though it's starting early at four, you know at 4 p.m., that's um, it's still a bar. You know, you the know, adults can bring home the candy to their to the, rules. the adults can bring home the candy their, to their kids if they don't want it, but no kids in the bar. Yeah. Okay. We should also mention that the bar is right next to the Smithtown Long Island Railroad Station. Yes. In case somebody wants to take the train in and not drive. Yes. Um, yeah, one of my friends said he is coming out taking the train because he plans on doing a lot of drinking that night. <laughs> Party on. That's right. Um, by the way, speaking of people coming out, um, the event is posted on our MySpace page and... If you look at people who RSVP'd, there's a group from West Virginia. Yeah. Uh, Whoa. And I was really taken back by that. If they come out, big kudos to them. Oh, absolutely. Wow. Yeah, I noticed there's people from Connecticut, upstate yeah, New York, New if Jersey. If they come out, we got to get them on the show on the uh, radio show real quick. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Definitely plug them. Yeah. Wow. Sure. Yeah. That's, a, that's big. That's huge. It's going to be a fun time for everyone. So come it's on down. A big event. Yes. Yes. I'm Hopefully, psyched. Hopefully, if we have a really great turnout, we can do one every year, and um, you know the proceeds go to a different organization each time. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. Sounds good to me. All right. Well, not to change the subject here, but I'm going to because we have a guest coming on soon. But we wanted to talk to you guys for a few minutes about the new paranormal TV show called Ghost Lab. What did you guys think of this? Love it. Absolutely thought it was fantastic. I love it. My new favorite show. Yeah, me too. I, <laughs> yeah. I'm right there with you. Yeah. Absolutely. For those who... That is the way, and I keep posting. I've posted it on Facebook and on MySpace. Me too. Any yeah. group that is um, doing investigations from a scientific point of, uh, of view, that is the, the way it should be done. 
Yes. They really do the data collecting. I mean, they take it to the extreme. And, I mean, I give them huge, huge kudos. I really, really enjoy the show, and I, I can't wait to to watch it. I have to say it's my new favorite show. Me I too. Discovery it. Channel. Um, what, what what day was it on? Tuesdays at 10. Tuesdays at 10. Channel. Awesome. Yeah, Tuesdays 10, Discovery Channel. Check it yeah, out. Yeah, I if thought you it was really good. I was trying to find those guys on, uh, on, I couldn't find them on MySpace or Facebook. Yeah. Well, I don't know where they are. Everyday Paranormal, the name of their group is. Yeah, but actually, I think if you go to the Discovery Channel on their website, I think it says on there, like, follow them on Twitter or Facebook. Okay. I think it's I think it's on there. Okay. Don't quote me on that. I wish we had that van. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it's bigger than our house. Yeah, that's you know, cool. The funny thing is after we saw that, Noah and I looked at each other and we were like, Our hobby just got really expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's more expensive than it was. <laughs> it is a very expensive hobby. Yeah. Yeah, but they're really thorough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, they weren't just walking around with a K2 meter. We're on their website now. Their actual group is called Everyday Paranormal, and they're at everydayparanormal.com. Cool. Cool. Thanks for the info. No problem. So we're going to get going, guys, because we have a guest coming on. We have uh, Reverend Steve Wilson. We're going to speak to him. But we are so looking forward to October 24th, and it's going to rock. Absolutely. We, uh, we're very excited, and we can't believe how quickly it's approaching. Yeah. It's going to rock! <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll stop. That was cute. <laughs> uh, Thelma and Noah, give everyone your website. Sure, we can be found at www.lipri.org or on MySpace at myspace.com backslash L-I-P-R-I underscore N-Y. Yes, and they will be joining us next show as co-hosts. So Absolutely. It's going to be a great time. Live from Katie's of Smithtown. Great talking to you guys. You too, guys. Party on, Wayne. Party, Party on, on Garth. <laughs> Have a good night, guys. And Bye. Feel, feel better, Noah. Feel better. Bye. Bye, guys. Feel better. Thanks. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We will be right back with the Reverend Steve Wilson. You're listening to Island Ghost Radio. Do you believe in ghosts? Are you a paranormal enthusiast? Well, you should party with us. Because on Saturday, October 24th, Long Island Paranormal Research and Investigations and Island Ghost Investigations are hosting a ghost party at Katie's of Smithtown, Long Island's favorite haunted bar. Party starts at 4 p.m. The first 100 guests receive an exclusive ghost party favor bag with fun surprises inside. There'll be food, music, and Island Ghost Radio will be recording a live show. You'll have a chance to win an exciting array of raffle prizes, gift baskets, t-shirts, guest spots on investigations, and a night for two at the Haunted Shanley Hotel. Admission is only $10. 21 and over, please. For more information, go to islandghostradio.com and click on the events section. That's Saturday, October 24th. We're just dying to party with you. <laughs> Reverend Steve Wilson is an ordained minister, teacher, and certified shaman. 
Steve is the founder and lead investigator of the Spirit Light Network. Steve has over 30 years of valuable and varied experience in the paranormal field. He's a Reiki master, channeler, and medium. His website is www.spiritlightnetwork.net. Hello, Steve. Welcome, Steve. Hi, Steve. Hello. Mr. Wilson. How you doing? <laughs> Hi, you're on Island Ghost Radio. So, Steve, um, I had the pleasure of meeting you a few years ago at, I believe it was Contact 2 at the Hooten Mansion. Yep. yep. And uh, you, you, did a pre- you did a presentation, I think it was on, uh, I think you did more than one. One of them, I think it was Animal Totems. Yeah, I did one on, uh, I actually did a, a shaman um, journey up in the main Masonic temple there for a bunch of people. Right. Uh, um, which was fun. And I think Betty, one of the girls in the group, did the animal thing. And then right. And I did another animal totem thing. Then I actually did a, I think the group did a presentation on the uh, the haunted people thing we've been working on with right. the group ourselves. And then we did the, uh, you were there for the big uh, seance that night, right? Yep. With Ron yep. Kolick and Maureen Wood? Yep, I remember that part too. Yeah, Erica's a name dropper, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I was very There's impressed a lot with of them out there. <laughs> <laughs> and my name is Erica Papino, and <laughs> I know Erica. <laughs> yeah. So, Steve, tell us about uh, Spirit Light Network. Well, it's a, a group that was formed, I'd say, about five or six years ago because there was a lot of people asking, you know, okay, you discovered that the place is haunted. What do you do about it? Um, I grew up in a spiritual tradition, and I'm actually a spiritualist minister, so you never had to prove to me that there were spirits or ghosts or any of that kind of thing, because I've been seeing them since I was a little kid. And just a lot of learning and a lot of understanding about the different attributes of why people get stuck here and trying to understand that and trying to kind of get that message out there, just a lot of strange experiences I've had, but in the spiritualist church, most of the people that would come to the church were people that were having phenomenon, like, you know, hauntings or hearing voices, and basically freaking out and wanting to know what they do about it, so um, I was doing some work with some other paranormal research groups around, and just, it always came up the same, you know, oh, you're haunted, and they'd leave, and then somebody, well, what do we do, what do we do, and so that's why I formed this group. I actually, uh, I teach shamanism up here, so I pulled a bunch of people out of a couple of my classes that seemed to have the skill set to be able to get out there and help. So, so it's, been, it's been very interesting. <laughs> uh, so, Steve, how did you get into all this? Can you tell us about your experiences that you had when you were younger? Um, seeing people, I lived next to a rest home, and uh, people be looking in my windows uh, that weren't there supposedly, and and um, just seeing people ducking in one of the corners growing up, like little boys or um, old men or what, all kinds of strange things, and you know, hearing voices, you know, strange. Where's that coming from? And, and just having to kind of come to some kind of grips with that whether or not I was crazy or if this was really happening to me so I had an uncle who was a pretty famous spiritualist minister and my my grandmother kind of whisked me away one day to the church and he's up there doing his thing and I was hearing the same thing he was had he, he was hearing so I just kind of jumped right in with the whole thing oh there's something more to this and meets the eye um, shut it off for as much as I could for a long time growing up as a teenager then it all came kind of crashing back into my my late 20s and I had to jump back in and kind of make peace with it and figure out, okay, what's going on? You know, it's this whole mediumship thing, you know? Steve, I've been to a few uh, spiritualist masses. I think they're pretty cool. Do you actually um, 
uh, lead masses? Do you have a spiritualist church? That yes, I have. I actually, um, I do a couple. I do like a lecture circuit on. There's a couple that I work out of. I, I trying to keep my badge, I guess you would say. So I go to them and I do a lecture probably once every other month, um, just to keep in that all aspect. And I'm trying to get a lot of the church knowledge into this whole thing that I'm doing also, because you know you're talking 200 years of uh, knowledge about the afterlife. Right. You know, that a lot of people don't know about. So. Have you ever been to um, um, Lilydale? To where? Yeah, I've been there a long time ago. I had to go on there. Yeah. It's an interesting place. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I mean, I grew up around seances and all that kind of stuff, you know. So <laughs> yeah. Kind of yeah. Steve, are you are you noticing anything about uh, your audio? Is it going in and out or anything? On my phone? No, it sounds fine on this end. Oh, okay. I'm just curious. You're having a little um, wavering sounds. I'm not it sure. It sounds like you're you're sitting on a bar stool and spinning. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just maybe. <laughs> yeah, he's weird that way. <laughs> That's all right. We can we can try and uh, fix, fix that, that up in post production. Yeah. Oh, me beer. So anyway, tell us more about yeah, uh, Spirit, Spirit Light Network. Um, so anyway, so it started. Um, and it got so busy, we actually had to add a couple more groups to it. But we get a lot of phone calls from parents, um, children that are having experiences. We started out just doing the typical haunted house thing, haunted factory thing, haunted church thing. Um, and it got kind of got, it got a little bit boring after a while, <laughs> for lack of reason. We're always looking for something more and more intense as we went along. And all of a sudden, we find ourselves getting into places that have, like, suicides in them or... Um, just way over-the-top experiences people are going through. We had one down in Connecticut where somebody had a knife thrown at him, kind of put him over the edge a little bit. So wow. got called in on that one. So the word kind of got out on the street, and other paranormal groups were actually uh, calling us up when they were coming into situations they couldn't handle. So we were kind of the, the go-to people for a while now with some of the darker things, I guess you would say, that people are discovering. But... A lot of neat stuff. A lot. It's actually been a lot of fun, believe it or not. It's been a couple really spooky things, but um, that's been kind of the crux of it. And all of a sudden, it got into this thing where we were having more and more people that were calling, calling us up that were finding out what we would call they were haunted people. They're just people just like I grew up and, and other people that are all of a sudden hearing voices or seeing things and they don't know why. And no matter what they do, they don't seem to go away. So we're kind of getting into a state of helping them and making them realize, hey, you're not crazy. You know? Right. So what is the difference between what you do and, say, a demonologist? Um, do you deal, do you deal with demons? Do you believe in them? Oh, yeah, definitely. We've seen, it's funny because as the group goes along, we seem to um, have, like, reoccurring themes. Like, we got into this thing up here. Um, we, we call it a Wendigo, which is an old Indian deity. We had, like, three or four different investigations in this area where this particular kind of energy kept on coming up. And we were, it was kind of fun for us because we had to come to some kind of conclusion about it. And it wasn't fun, but we got through it. Um, I think the difference with us and a demonologist is, from what I know is we tend to go right in and we deal with the energy and our whole, what we've learned or what I teach as a shaman is how to change the energy of a situation or a space and find out why the energy stuck there in the first place. So we physically kind of take it on. Does that makes any sense? Yes. 
it's the empathic thing. I mean, yeah. it's a phenomenon that's happening to everybody. Kids, you know, mostly kids right now, teenagers and stuff. And it's just something trying to help people with that. You can't make it go away. You know, it's not a curse. It's and actually a really gift. Do you believe this phenomenon is more prevalent now than ever? Oh, yeah, definitely. What a great way to change the world. Why do you think, think that is? It. Well, if everybody was feeling everybody else's crap, sooner or later people are going to stop doing crap and they can't, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> you got to feel it, you know. Yeah, and it's, it's the neat thing about it is it's taught me why people get stuck here in the first place. You know, um, growing up a spiritualist, you know, you, yeah, spirit comes along and wants to communicate, and maybe one feels really cold, or one feels loving, or one feels like they're sad or depressed. So all these different various states of energy, and being an empath, you know, you learn how to move that energy through your body. I should go crazy because it gets very overwhelming at times, and so. Just paying attention to that and moving that energy started, you know, you know, something's making sense, say, you know, you got things you're supposed to experience in your life, things you're supposed to overcome, and if you don't, guess what? You're stuck on the other side, so that's the crux of a lot of the uh, information we're starting to gather. Yeah. Well, Steve, you're a shaman. What is the actual definition of a shaman, and where did it originate? It originated over in Mongolia. It's kind of a Russian word. I think it means to fire up. Um, to me, shamanism is a big box or a big toolbox of things, of gifts that you, you work on. Um, I didn't know what it was probably until about 20 years ago. I went to a, a gathering somewhere with a bunch of shamans at it, and it was actually on New York. And um, these people are doing these things like, wow, I've been kind of doing that my whole life. And the next thing I know, I'm checking into it more and more and more. And once... I started looking at every culture around the world. They all had various degrees of shamanism in them, or a medicine person, whatever you want to call it. Um, and just looking at some of the commonalities and that in some of the old religious thought process and just pulling all the truths of that through. And it always came down to this energy thing and working with the energy and understanding how it works and why it works and why we do the things we do taught me just so, so much of this process, especially being empathic. Steve, on investigations, um, do you rely more on instinct or, or do you use technology at all during investigations? We, we use the technology. Sometimes we find ourselves forgetting about it while we're there. <laughs> uh, you know, we, go, we do the EVPs, we do the cameras. Um, I, I'm actually a, I have a pretty big recording studio because I've been a musician most of my life too, and we drag a lot of that stuff out. And uh, had some pretty amazing EVPs pop up. But the way the group's been... Tr- trained pretty much is like it's not about proving the place is haunted because we always get phone calls from somebody it's like i mean it's really over the top experience so we go there and we go into the whole thing of breaking down the energy we call it right and what that is is you know there's a lot of drama in life and there's just as much as drama in death with some people so you know a lot of psychic people get pulled into the first thing they see which is usually pretty dramatic and next thing you know this big giant story is unfolding it's usually not true so you know we challenge each other in the group to sit there and start to pull the story apart and nine times out of ten it's usually something really simple you know from unfinished business or somebody doesn't want you to find a secret out those kinds of things that keep people stuck here so a lot of what we do in investigation we'll go into that kind of a thought process we go in see what we find out see what we discover you know we do a little bit of um scientific stuff that we do we'd probably like to do more but you know getting somebody else would just want to do that would probably be help us out quite a bit but we've never really had to rely on that it's like 
You know, most of our investigations, like I said, are just people are just like having these crazy, crazy experiences. Can you give us an example of something a, crazy you experienced? I have a few that I can talk about. Okay, great. <laughs> um, we did one about a year ago. Somebody called me up. They heard me talking on another radio station, and uh, this guy calls up, and I answer the phone. First words out of his mouth, can you get rid of my effing ghost? <laughs> and the, sto- the story was he'd gone out to get coffee for his wife in the morning. He was at his mother-in-law's house, and he had come back. And he, well, I got you more than a coffee. I bought you a house, too. And he just he didn't know why. He just had to buy this house. So anyway, I guess in, it was like a summer house. And... The first weekend they had stayed there, I guess somebody popped up and pulled the sheet off his wife, and the kids like just freaked out. Um, they heard footsteps all night long, all kinds of crazy things going on. So we went down there. We spent the night. And um, come to find out, it was a, a man who worked his whole entire life to have this little summer house down at the beach. And uh, when he died, and when his, well, his wife had died prior, when he had died, come to find out, he was just so upset. They just sold the house for chump change. Nobody cared. They just grabbed the money and ran, the rest of the people in the family. And huh. the guy was there and didn't want nothing to change. I mean, the man that actually bought the house, he said he didn't got to the point where he wanted to paint. He felt like somebody grabbed him by the throat, like he wasn't allowed to paint or change anything in the house. So we did our thing and changed the energy, and he's been happy ever since. Oh. Steve, you're not hearing that weird stuff coming over the phone? <laughs> it's some, the spirit, man. They don't want the truth coming out. It's some uh, digital artifacting it coming sounds through. Like, it sounds like aliens. Has something <laughs> followed you home? Well, do you experience anything in your own home? Oh, yeah, constantly. I mean, I, I go through this all the time. It never shuts off. I mean, I go to work, my regular day job, and I'll see somebody go zipping around the corner trying to hide, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of your day job, do people think you're, like, a little off at work? I know What's they that? think I am. Well, I didn't hear what you said. I'm sorry. Work? Do they think you're a little off? Because I know at my job they, uh, I think what I do well, yeah. on the side is a little unusual. Well, you know, it's like I got to a point where I try to keep my mouth shut about it all, but you can't. <laughs> you know, it's just <laughs> it's constantly there. But it's amazing. Like I've had, you know, like secretaries. You know, I just be standing by, and next thing I know, I'm telling them something because somebody's standing next to me was in spirit, and and like, oh my god, it's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't really that big a deal, you know. <laughs> So a lot of that kind of thing. Do these spirits see you differently and like others like you? And is that why they hide? Well, there's a fear. I mean, think about it. You know, you're some poor slob, you know, that did the best you could in your life. And next thing you know, you're, you're kind of hanging around because of some kind of guilt. And, and all of a sudden, somebody can see you. <laughs> it just seems to be the kind of... The, the thought process and the feeling behind them and it's amazing how many people are like hiding on the other side because of something they did in life and they can't face it or yeah. led to believe that it's a sin you know and a lot of it's just not true yeah as as an empath um do you feel things from the living too oh yeah okay just curious i mean it's it's, it's spirits are usually easy to deal with you know yeah I wish I lived closer so I could go to uh, some of your classes. Yeah, it's, 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 it seems to be the prevalent thing. A lot of people are looking into it. They want to know why. 
you know, what's going on, you know, and there's all kinds of things about protecting yourself and all that kind of stuff. And I tell people, it's like, you know what? I Every time I try to protect myself, something else would come along. Oh, finally, a worthy opponent. <laughs> you know, you're getting hammered, you know. So the best, the best protection is no fear. So that's where the shamanism comes in. You face all your stuff and all your fears. And oh, really? And actually experience the energy. And that's kind of where the group comes from. You know, we feel whatever the person's gone through in life that's got them stuck. And some people are like, what, are you crazy? I was like, I haven't had any choice. You know, and some of the other people that have signed on to this also have gone through the same thing. And we know when it works, it works because you feel the difference. You know? yeah. You'd be amazed how many times I've gone to a house or, we, you know, we as a group have gone to a house and yeah, I hired this guy to come in. He had drums and, and sage and all this stuff and he did all this stuff and it was all good for about two or three days. And now it's worse than it was before. Well, exactly. Yeah. You just shoot him outside for a couple minutes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so it's amazing. Well, what's, I'm not saying I'm the expert, but we're trying to figure it out, you know? Yeah. Well, what's the freakiest, scariest thing that's ever happened to you? I was doing an uh, investigation down in Connecticut with the group, and it was pretty over the top. Um, they, uh, they just bought the house. It was from the 1700s. Uh, he was remodeling it. They had two twin little girls, and it started. They were hearing voices on the baby monitor. They actually recorded to get some EVPs. Um, all this stuff was disappearing, uh, like all the paint swaths from the from the uh, painting he was trying to do was actually in a circle out on the front stoop. And oh, somebody's playing games with me. Then he said he was fine. And so every time they watched comedy, things would start flying around the room because somebody didn't like them laughing. <laughs> so <laughs> we get the phone call. And uh, I guess the story before we got there is he actually had a priest go in there and try to bless the place. And I guess the priest got to the, the back staircase of his house and he started to walk up with his incense and he turned around and said, I'll bless this from here. And he left and he never went back. I guess he felt something. So here we come and went down and he had done a lot of investigation of you know the history of the place. And there was a couple suicides um, and some other things, and we were picking up on a murder way back when. I don't know if anybody ever found out about it, but it was like back in the 1700s, just this old woman was like really, really upset. And so we were upstairs, we spent the night, and I was upstairs with the group, and we were just kind of like feeling out the situation, and somebody walked up next to me in spirit and just nudged me out about halfway out of my body, and all of a sudden, I didn't feel like I was coming back, and I had these visions for about six hours of, like, folding bologna in half and putting it on crackers and eating <laughs> all night long, and I'm like, what's up with this, you know, and it's like, everybody's looking at me, you all right? Like, Wait, you actually crazy. had visions of folding bologna? All night long, and put them on a cracker, and come to find out, back in the '40s, somebody who was actually mentally handicapped was like locked in that room. That's where she spent most of her life, and I guess that's what she did. Yeah, she and probably I, had a lot of repetitive it. things going on. Yeah, so that wasn't that wasn't too fun. It took me a while to get out of that one, but hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's your what opinion kind of- on um, ghost hunters? How many ghost hunters? Do you think have attachments, and do you think it's more so than average people? Oh, of course they have a lot of attachments. They're looking; <laughs> they're in this space. And how do they know? Surprise with around people. How do they know? Yeah, I don't think a lot of them do know. You know, um, I could go on and on about that. I won't mention any names, but you know, it's 
you'd be surprised how much of everyday life is an attachment. Some of the problems that people have, you know, playing in bands all my life, you know, I'd be up on stage and I'd be looking out at the audience or whatever, watching the bar, and all of a sudden you see a spirit step up behind somebody at the bar drinking, and all of a sudden you see the guy drink and drinking. By the end of the night, sooner or later, that spirit stepped into him. And I just knew at that point, oh, that's what they mean by blacking out. And that's why you don't remember. You get so drunk and some spirit who had an alcohol problem in life steps in. You're not the first person I heard say that about being in a bar. I've seen it so many times. Wow, I've heard that before. Do you think it's because uh, when your defenses are down, your immune system is down, they step in? Yep, definitely. It's like, you know about your chakra system in your body? Yeah. Have you heard of that before? Well, Uh whenever you take any kind of thing from the earth, be it uh, anything from marijuana to whatever, any kind of earth type um, hallucinogenic, and I want to call it that, so a little bit over the top, but what it does basically is it removes the screens from your chakra, chakras, so all the energy of the earth just kind of floods in. That's why a lot of the uh, shamanic cultures used to do plant medicines and stuff to get information or to get vision. Right, I was going to say, isn't that, isn't that a good thing? I think I'm going to start smoking pot again. Would that be peyote? Well, <laughs> well yeah. <laughs> The problem is, you know, a lot of the stuff that's hanging on the earth ain't that much fun, you know. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot of great. So, but, you know, they, you know, it depends what you're good at and what you're not good at as far as being able to sit in a state of energy, you know. Uh, and the more work you do, you get better at it. So you can have higher and higher intentions with what you want to bring to yourself. Now, why do you believe a spirit would step into a person to uh, to possess them, to take control of them, or just to take their energy? Well, it's always an energy thing. And what we discovered is, so far as we're going along with this whole thing with the Spirit Light Network is, you know, in your life, you have a threshold you're supposed to reach, okay, as far as energy. Call it love, call it whatever you want, but there's all different kinds of attributes of love. So you live your life and say you didn't get there. Maybe you had a failed relationship and you get angry and now you're bitter and then you die. So mm-hmm. now you're almost like this, like a floppy disk, or I don't use floppy disk anymore, do they? But a, a DVD <laughs> of uh, whatever your life energetic learnings were. So now you're wandering around. You don't have a body to actually process or gather energy to you anymore. So basically, what you're looking for is that same frequency you became in somebody who's alive. And it's, it's all this symbiosis that seems to be happening with people that have addiction problems or people that are angry. So what happens is we see these spirits coming to them. And also on the other side of the coin, there's a lot of people out there that are actually mediums that don't know it. So they're like a little light bulb. So the spirits are attracted to them too. But on the, the darker nature of this whole thing so say you have an anger problem and say the spirit had the same problem now he gets into your space he gets into your auric field with that anger that he still is now you sense that you know and next thing you know you're, you're all ticked off and you don't know why i mean an empath knows that all very well you know all the strange feelings we have and we don't know why as we're driving on the road so now see a person doesn't understand that all of a sudden is reacting to this anger he's feeling or she's feeling and now as they react what are you doing you're putting energy out so guess who gets to feed off of that the person who's in spirit Mm. the same thing with addiction or i mean a classic thing is like when you try to quit smoking if you ever smoke cigarettes you know next thing you know every person on the face of the planet who died of cancer from smoking is around you because they don't, you know, they don't want you to quit because they want to feel that energy of you smoking, you know, as it leaves your body. Hmm. So what is your feeling then on Ouija boards? Uh, 
we've had a couple instances where we've actually had to go in and like shut down something to get opened up. Um, you'd be surprised how much intention a person can put behind something when they're practicing something they're not really sure of. I mean, they work. I know they work, you know, but it's, they tend to draw something to you that's usually not of the best uh, and the highest, I guess you could say. Um, and like I said, we've had a couple instances where after somebody's played with it, kind of all hell's broke loose, and we've actually got called in to shut it down. Well, do you think that happens to everyone or just certain individuals? I, I can't say that because I know there's a lot of people playing with Ouija boards. Hmm. Um, a couple instances we've had to deal with it. You with us, Steve? Yeah, okay. My you just phone started uh, echoing on you. Uh, okay. <laughs> Cut out for a second. No, you talk about Ouija yeah. boards. When I was a kid, we actually burned one in the yard. I remember our mom supervised this. It was the strangest thing. <laughs> and every the, the entire Ouija board burned except for the sun, which we thought was kind of odd. That's kind of cool. Think yeah. about that one. <laughs> you get a picture of that. <laughs> yeah, it was like 1975, so it was a while ago. Some people paid big money for that picture, you know? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> eBay. So, no, we've I've done stuff, you know, like we do a public um, ghost town recall like every Halloween just to raise funds because it's a nonprofit, and uh, you know we've actually done stuff with like a glass, you know, on a table, asking questions, going back and forth, just to let people see. Yeah, there's a lot more going on than you know. So yeah, so you don't need an actual Ouija board, just just the ability you know, to channel. The glass. It's the energy, it's like, right? Exactly. I mean, I get taught a long time ago, if you ask long enough, sooner or later, somebody's going to give you the answer, and it might not be the answer you're looking for, you know, so, you know, you see that a lot, you know, especially, you know, doing psychic work, you know, people are calling you, oh, what's going on, what's going on, you know, should I take a shower, no, whatever, you know, and it gets a little over the top, and people just have to give the power away, and that can happen with a Ouija board, too, and all of a sudden, it's like, ah, somebody really needs to know something, next thing you know, something else steps in, Yeah. before you know it, it gets kind of crazy. Well, it's like in the 70s when The Exorcist came out and they saw that, you know, the girl was possessed because she played with the Ouija board. Right. Mm-hmm. And the real story was actually I've, a boy. Right. Yeah, we haven't seen too many possessions. We've, we've got a couple phone calls from um, a couple psychologists with some people that were supposedly schizophrenic or something and they didn't know quite what to do with it. And a little bit over the top on a couple of those cases, but um, it's always tough. Because, you know, sooner or later, you know, the, the medication starts to come in. It's hard to get to the, the core root of something when that starts. So. Right. But the, the Exorcist changed my life. Scared the hell out of me. Oh, my God. That was the scariest <laughs> movie to this day I've ever seen. I remember uh, hearing I stories of people, people just running out of the theater, because, and then they swore they were possessed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you'd be surprised how much energy is out there actually trying to get a hold on you, you know? I think I'm the only person that it didn't scare. Really? Yeah, I I don't know why. I found The Shining uh, scarier. I don't know. Well, maybe you're possessed. <laughs> <laughs> that would explain a lot. <laughs> oh God. Steve, what's your take on shadow people? On shadow people, uh, what? Have to explain to me what a shadow person is, real quick. I have to explain to you what a shadow person is. For no, real? What do you mean, like just seeing a shadow, like off to the side? Like, or... like for instance, I saw a person, shadow person, on a, a sunny summer afternoon at like three mm-hmm. o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, a ghost. <laughs> so it's a, you think it's a ghost? It's not something evil. 
Um, I, I can't believe in evil because if I do, then I actually empower it. And that's like a big shaman thing. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, it's all energy dynamics. It's like, you know, how do you feel when you're depressed? You know, you feel heavy as a rock and time drags. I mean, how do you feel like you're having a great day or you're in love or whatever? Right. You know, you feel light as a feather and time flies. So there's, there's this whole thought process of what you put your energy into. So it's like I've seen dark stuff, but to me, dark is always like an, an absence of light. So it's like you almost got to like be a candle there for whatever it is, and hopefully it gets the hint, you know. Um, Interesting. But there's a lot of stuff flying around out there. It really is. You hear more and more and more of it. It's crazy. Yeah. You know, Mothers killing their kids and stuff. It's nuts. Yikes. Do you think it's people... Because they're hearing voices in their heads. Do you think more people are just open to it or, you know, they're reading these things and and starting to sense it's happening to them because they read about it or heard about it? Well, I I think that the world's changing. More people are opening up to this stuff and... Am I still there? My phone's making funny noises. Yeah, you're there. Yeah, you fade out a little bit, but you're here. All right, cool. Yeah. Well, anyway, what a great way to change the world. Just have everybody have these crazy experiences and make you look at what you're really, really doing. Um, and we all know things are happening. And there's more ghost group out there than you can ever imagine. There's yeah. Fire department right here is one. There's a bunch of cops that are friends of ours, actually, that have a ghost group. Uh, you'd be surprised. There must be like 40 of them in Massachusetts alone. Mm-hmm. Um Never mind all these other things that are going on. I mean, I teach classes in shamanism. I have two going right now. One's got 20, another one's got 30 in it. Um, nice. And other spiritual things that I teach. It's just everybody's coming out of the woodwork. They want to know what is all this stuff about. You know, And is it creating the problem? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> we'll find out. But it is making us look at who we are as human beings and, and why. What do you believe is going on in the afterlife that spirits are sticking around and trying to get into our business? Well, I always go back to this vision I had a long time ago. It's like there was this door each of us had to get to, and it was up a set of stairs. And in your life, you had things that came to you to teach you to actually make different energetic choices it goes back to that depression good day thing that kind of feeling thing in your body so if you didn't do that you're kind of wandering around i still believe we as a a race of beings are evolving up to their space we're all kind of like looking eye to eye with each other now um so it's not that we've gotten to that door and gotten the hell out of dodge it's like we're getting up to the place where everybody is stuck on the other side and there's various degrees of that i mean part of being a medium is actually shifting your energy field back and forth and it's almost like changing the channel and some are on channel two and some are on channel 12 you know channel 12 feels better than channel two you know yeah so that's kind of the process interesting how do you feel about major religions not believing in ghosts per se, but yet they do believe in the afterlife? For instance, my mom would always say there's no such thing as ghosts, but she was very religious. Yes, the Holy Catholic. Ghost is okay, but other ghosts, no. Right. It's interesting how many people well, out and out refuse to believe that there's anything, there's anything true to the standard ghost, I guess, idea, but they're very religious and they believe in what their religion tells them. Yeah, it's kind of funny. That I can't wait for about five, five or six years from now <laughs> to see more of this happens, and they're going to have to look at it. Uh, I, throughout my life, I found myself being introduced to different people, and it's funny. It's like there was this rabbi that came down from um, K 
Canada. He was actually doing a lecture on um, ghosts because there was so much of it going on. And so I'm watching the lecture, and he says, well, I can't really say that there is, but according to our traditions, it's not a good thing. And so, because, you know, according to the Bible, you know, there's this whole thing with the Witch of Endor where somebody had actually gone to her and decided to ask some information about a battle that was going to happen. So, and he got scolded for it because he got the information. So it didn't turn out to be a good thing. But anyway, so the rabbi says in this lecture, he says, you know, I can't say that there is, and I can't say that there isn't, but, you know, in our tradition there's this whole thing that if you don't, you know, live a good life, you have to wander for a certain amount of time. Or if you do this, you have to wander for a couple months or, you know, on and on and on. And there's a lot of that throughout our history in different religions. Even, you know, the Catholic religion talks about purgatory. Um, and there's all kinds of prophecies and revelations and some of the other things about the dead shall walk the earth. And it just seems that this crux in our unfoldment as people, it's making us look at a lot of fear and a lot of different things. And it's like I say to the religions, you know, when you hold on to something so tight that you can't, maybe look at what's right in your face and see how long that lasts. I know the universe has a way of shaking things up to get to the truth. And I believe that's where we're at right now. And we're all going to have to look at that sooner or later. Steve, I I couldn't help but notice you said something to the effect about something happening five or six years from now. Uh, Does that have something to do with 2012 or... Uh, a lot of different information coming through on that, I and mean, there's a lot. Steve, of you gotta you gotta let me know because I have stocks and I need to sell them quick. <laughs> <laughs> You're kidding. The Every time I get into the money part of it, I, something happens. <laughs> Do you have the lottery um, numbers? <laughs> well, it's funny. It's like you know, you hear all these stories, and all the kids are freaking out because of 2012. There's a movie coming out, and everybody's talking about this. Yeah, so, uh, it's the end of the world. So, you know, these poor kids are thinking the world's coming to an end, and they don't know how to think any different. You know. What kind of energy does that put out there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but how many times over the centuries have people thought that the world was coming to an end and then it just comes and oh, goes exactly. and nothing's wrong? Hey, I still well, fear Y2K. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a big one there. It's going to happen one of these days. Yeah, he still has Windows no 95. About it, you know? Well, psychically, you know, a part of being psychic, you look at why you see things in the first place, and a lot of times you see bad stuff. And, you know, growing up that way, it's like, okay, what am I supposed to change it, do this? I never could change anything. So you get at this whole kind of understanding that it's not so much about changing things. It's like, how do you interact with it energetically when you get there, when this thing unfolds? Because you'd be surprised how many people had visions of 9-11 before it happened, and nobody could do nothing about that. I mean, for years, people were seeing something happening. And but, you know, when it happened, all this energy got released, you know, and it wasn't a good thing. But how are you going to react to that? You're going to add more not good to it. A lot of this actually opened up more and helped change. You know, I'd say this, and people could probably call me up and want to shoot me, but, you know, a lot of us had to change a lot of the energy that came out of that. And it's no different than walking into a, a really ch- charged club or something and standing there, and it's like out of control. And all of a sudden, as an empath, you feel the energy that go through your body, and all of a sudden, it just kind of calms down. That's what a lot of us are being asked to do. You know, and I see it with, with kids all the time. You know, you know, kids are overloading with emotions and they don't know what to do with it. And it's usually pretty simple as, you know, teaching them how to ground the energy out. Right out their body it goes and they're all set. So there's a lot of stuff going on. Right. And you could do that just by putting your feet on the ground, can't you? Exactly. But um, you, you 
you dodged my question, Steve. <laughs> he doesn't want me selling my stocks. <laughs> you, you don't want to talk about the five or six years from now? Yeah, you you must be here on this day at 4 o'clock. <laughs> All right, Steve, where will you be in five or six years? Yeah, what bunker are you uh, going to yeah, be I, in? I want to go there. <laughs> I got taught something a long time ago. I was like, you know, you know the ending, you know the beginning. You better learn how to live in the middle to be where you're supposed to be. Okay, do you, know, do you need to know how to swim? <laughs> are we supposed to build an ark? <laughs> I can't you, swim. Learn, Should I move to, to the middle of the country? Moment, you know? <laughs> Yeah, should we, should we move her away from the coast? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> He's just so not budging, is he? He's like, all right, whatever we'll makes be, you happy. Well, you'll be fine. You know, it's like the laws of attraction. If you believe something bad is going to happen, right. you may create a self-fulfilling prophecy. Well, well, either that or live in the now. Yeah. What do I get to be afraid of? I mean, we're all going to die. Something. Why should I be afraid of death? Yeah, that's true. Because yeah. it hurts. You know, so, <laughs> Speaking of death, but, do you believe in reincarnation? Oh, yeah. Well, I got into this thing for a long time where I deal with so many ghosts. I never could understand if I was, like, seeing my own stuff from a past life or I was seeing their stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. I, did, uh, I was actually in this castle down in Rhode Island, and um, and there was a set of armor in there, and all of a sudden this guy is in this armor, and the thing starts shaking, and it was the weirdest thing. And I watched him jump out, and I was feeling how he died. And But I felt like I was standing there with him, so it was kind of a strange process of... You know, empathetically going through the energy psychically and feeling-wise, what is going on here? And what it came down to, it was him. He was ticked off because he fought for God, and he was still stuck, you know, stuck with a suit of armor. But that's all he had in life. So it was a wrong thought process. Right. I understand that. I've had other ones where like, there was actually this guy who was a, I guess he was a singer in the uh, the late 60s, and he was ticked off because he actually sang against the Vietnam War and helped stop the war, and he still didn't get his ticket out of here. So it's just, you know, it's that whole thing about doing to get to heaven. It doesn't work that way, you know, it's yeah. about living. Interesting. Steve, I was curious as to uh, who in the, in the paranormal field do you admire? Uh... <laughs> Anyone? Well... Uh, tough question. A lot. Uh, I have a pro. I mean, a lot of people are out there doing some great work. You know, they're getting the information out that there is something going on. And I, I've just heard too many stories about not doing anything about it after. You know, there's got to be more. You know. Right. It's the biggest craze on TV right now. It's like, okay, what do we do about this? Why is this happening? It's more than just trying to get a bunch of shock factor. And that's why I started this group. And like I said, we are making two more groups. You know, there's one in Connecticut. There's another one's forming in Massachusetts because we can't keep up. You know, our phones are ringing off the hook. You know, wow. people, what's going on? Come to our house, you know. Um, can I say the website? Of course, of Absolutely. course. Spiritlightnetwork.net. Yeah, somebody just talked me into getting on Facebook, so it's on there, too, I think. So. Oh, are you? Okay, I'll look you up. Yeah, I'm not too good at that kind of stuff yet. but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I noticed you're not on I'm MySpace, learning. either. I was like, where's your website? <laughs> I think it's time for a website. <laughs> Wait, maybe Steve knows there's a reason why he shouldn't, because in five or six years. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there's an ulterior motive. <laughs> Don't even bother. funny. <laughs> we go to we go we've got a chance to go to like some different sites around the country and it's been a blast. You'd be surprised some of the hauntings or some of the information at some of those kinds of places around the country. It's been kind of fun. It makes you wonder if the ghosts are actually like going, Hey, these people are suddenly just checking on us. Yeah. <laughs> 
Hey, I always tell everybody, you know, maybe it's a bunch of drama. Who knows? But it'll make a great movie someday. But anyway, I'm having fun with it, you know, learning a lot. So. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, do you have anything coming up that uh, you'd like to plug? Yes, we actually have a public ghost hunt, we call it. We do uh, a couple a year for a fundraiser. Um, it's in Groton, Massachusetts, at the place is called the Groton Trading Post. And uh, there's three old buildings, and we've already been there. They're haunted. So what we do is we usually have people come, and we actually get them prepared to have some kind of a empathic ghost experience. And it's been very successful every year. You know, I've actually gotten a couple people from these experiences that have come and want to join the group. This is so cool. <laughs> How do people find out about that? Can they go to your um, website? On the website, there's a little bit of information about it on there, too. So. Okay, also. Yeah, like I said, there's, about, there's about 10 investigations on the website and some pictures and stuff. So there's more going up, but a lot of them we can't talk about because, like I said, you know, it's, it's a lot of its families and things. But the ones that we can talk about are on there. It's kind of interesting. Well, cool. Well, being a reverend and a shaman and all that you do, um, do you have any advice for all the ghost hunters out there? Yeah, keep it up. <laughs> you know, I'm trying. Uh, I use Viagra. <laughs> figure out why. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, why is this going on? You know, what's what's the commonality? You know? um, what can we do? You know, how can we help? Because uh, it's not that it's getting worse. I should say, but there's just more of it. Right. You know? It's like. You know, people that have brand new houses. Why is my house haunted? It's not 200 years old. Like, yeah. well, it's haunted because you're haunted. That kind of thing. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more going on. Okay, well, thank you very much. We really appreciate you having you on the show. Yes, thank, thank you. you. Thanks, Steve. Hope you don't think I'm crazy, but... <laughs> you're asking if we think you're crazy? Yeah. <laughs> you obviously haven't heard our show. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No, if I talked to you after a few hours, you'd probably think I was that, so... Same boat. Uh, Well, thank you, Steve, for joining us tonight. Yeah, no problem. Bye-bye. Good night. Good night, Steve. Yeah, have fun. Bye-bye. Thanks.